Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 12th of December, 2022, the 18th of Kislev, 5783. Hope you are well, hope you are safe in your part of the world. Coming to you this morning from Jerusalem, the eternal capital, the state of Israel, and the Jewish people. I am just outside the walls of the old city, and another beautiful day here in the land of Israel. If you are into warm weather in the winter, this is your place. And I'm sure Tel Aviv is even warmer than Jerusalem is today, but it still feels like summer outside, for better or for worse. If you're a summer person, this is certainly your place. I can't wait until it starts raining here. I think we've only had like one or two days of rain so far this winter. I can't wait for that, but I'm sure that people who are visiting Israel right now traveling throughout the country are happy because we have absolutely perfect weather right now. Anyway, getting on to the news here this week, uh, Israel National News reported this morning that IDF soldiers and a counterterrorism unit of the border police last night arrested three wanted terrorists in Janine on suspicion of planning to carry out a shooting attack. Uh, one of the terrorists is the main suspect in the plot. Two of his family members arrested with him. During the operation, a gun battle ensued between IDF forces and armed terrorists, and several of the terrorists were shot um, as they were shooting at IDF soldiers, throwing explosive devices. Soldiers had to return fire, and several of the Arabs, several of the terrorists were injured. Thank God no injuries among the Israeli forces. At the same time, Times of Israel says that the Shin Bet security agency is investigating a car crash in Tel Aviv this past week. They are now saying that this is a suspected terror attack, a ramming attack, according to law enforcement officials on Sunday. Police say an Arab from the Palestinian Authority who was illegally staying in Israel crashed his car uh, he drove into an Israeli motorcyclist in the city of Tel Aviv who was moderately hurt in the incident. The driver was arrested shortly after, and police initially thought it was just a traffic accident. Now they think it was an intentional ramming attack, and they are treating it as such. So we are still in the middle of the uh, Break the Wave campaign, nightly arrests, in the various Arab towns under the Palestinian Authority, and in certain cases, the terrorists who are armed uh, are trying to shoot at Israeli security personnel. Please, God, let's keep them all safe, all the IDF soldiers and the border police and everyone else, and uh, let's keep arresting and, when necessary, killing the bad guys, protecting the citizens of the State of Israel. Uh, the Jewish press reported here today that thousands of soldiers launched a massive IDF military drill in northern Israel, which began yesterday. The exercise is aimed at simulating a war with Hezbollah, the Ira Iranian Lebanese proxy. 8,000 active troops and a special call-up of 5,000 reservists are now involved in the drill dubbed Warm Winter II. The exercise aims to enhance the combat readiness of IDF frontline troops as well as their logistics support 
in various scenarios, including explosive events in the northern arena, the IDF said in a statement. During the course of the exercise, troops will enhance their readiness for unexpected events as well as their ability to coordinate moves with all relevant land-based forces, the IDF spokesperson said. The exercise will involve various units working in coordination. So we know that Hezbollah has thousands and thousands of rockets aimed towards Israel, uh, preparing perhaps to fire them whenever they determine that it's in their best interest. Uh, and the IDF is getting ready for any possible scenario on our northern border. Moving on here, uh, Times of Israel out of Dubai in the UAE reports. This is actually an AP report from Times of Israel. Iran on Monday executed a second prisoner detained and convicted amid nationwide protests challenging the country's theocracy. Airing footage on state television claimed shows uh, it shows that this uh, person who they executed uh, stabbed security force members and then ran away again. We don't know if that's accurate or perhaps this individual, and I can't pronounce his name, who was uh, hung yesterday publicly. I should say hanged. That is the proper term. Um, so this man accused of protesting against Iran. They say he killed or stabbed security forces. He was, it was a public hanging allegedly a month after he carried out these uh, stabbings against uh, security forces. Um, Iran, according to this report, now carries out death sentences handed down for those detained in the demonstrations which the government hopes to put down. Activists warn that at least a dozen people already have been sentenced to death in closed-door hearings. At least 488 people have been killed. 488 people killed since these demonstrations began in September. Uh, 18,200 been, have been detained by authorities. So where is the world on this? Where is the world? 488 have been killed. But the Israel haters are busy on Twitter, which I'm now following uh, religiously, I would say, to see what the haters are saying. They're going crazy about Israel and the treatment of the PA Arabs. 488 protesters killed, and the world is quiet. Where are they? I, I, I mean, I saw, was it yesterday or the day, or the day before, um, you know, the World Cup is going on right now, and people are going crazy throughout the Arab world because Morocco is in the final four. They're in the semifinals. And Morocco won the other day. I believe they beat Portugal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and what happened? Riots broke out in different cities all over the world. And including Jerusalem, riots broke out. Their team won, Morocco. They have uh, allegiance to the Moroccan team because they're Arabs, because they're Muslim. And the Arab world going crazy. The first time an Arab country in the final four, an African country in the final four. And the world is busy. Instead of focusing on Iran, they're busy blaming Israeli cops who are keeping the peace after the Arabs in Jerusalem rioted, celebrating Morocco's win. Ironically, also, I saw a video on Twitter of riots in, in Paris, in France, by Arabs who live there following the win, with much more force used by the police than I saw used by the Israeli police here in Jerusalem, yet nobody's upset about the rioting 
and the force being used by police there in France. At the same time, I saw videos of the Bedouin in southern Israel celebrating the win by Morocco by, I kid you not, smashing their cars into each other. Okay, it's the wildest video. It's the wild, wild west down in southern Israel. And if you ask the Regavim organization, they'll tell you all about it. And that is a situation which we are going to have to deal with and our children and grandchildren are going to have to deal with unless it is nipped in the bud, the lawlessness in southern Israel. And listen, we have seen riots following victory in sports, okay? I remember, for example, when the L.A. Lakers won the championship, uh, I think it was in the 2000s, and people in L.A. rioted. And I don't understand it. You know, your team wins, you celebrate, but to destroy your town, I don't get it. Um, But the point here in this case for the Israel haters, is that they will use any excuse to bash the, the Jewish state. And in, uh, specifically here, we're talking about the police who are trying to prevent the, the craziness and the riots and the launching of fireworks and everything else, the, the illegal activity which took place celebrating Morocco's win. And of course, in the case here in Israel, uh, out of, completely out of context, Israel is the villain. Israel becomes the villain, not letting Arabs in Jerusalem celebrate. That's their accusation. Of course, celebration, there's no problem with that. But once it becomes a riot, that's when police justify, justifiably step in. Okay, There's no reason that the city of Jerusalem has to burn because of a Morocco victory in Qatar. We're talking about Jerusalem a victory by the country of Morocco, which is not here, which took place in Qatar, and yet there there are riots taking place in Jerusalem and in Paris, and I think there was Brussels also had riots. And the Israeli police did what was necessary so that they didn't burn down, I don't know, again, doesn't make sense to me, burn down Jerusalem in celebration, but just another excuse for the Israel haters to get on Twitter and go absolutely bananas. Um, So that's the story with the World Cup. Israel's not playing in it. Instead, we have to worry about Jerusalem burning down because uh, every time, I mean, I hope Morocco, what's going to happen if they lose in the next round in the semifinals against France? If they lose, are, are they going to riot and try to burn down cities as well? Okay, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe they'll do that in a loss, but it looks like things get worse during a win. Maybe they'll just go home and cry in a loss. So maybe we should hope that Morocco loses the next game. Uh, Times of Israel talking about the upcoming formation of a government here in Israel, which we still don't have. The prime minister, uh, upcoming prime minister Netanyahu, was given another 10 days by the president of the state to form a government. In the meantime, Isaac Herzog, by the way, in the meantime, the incoming governments reported by TOI, their first legislative volley is set to be launched today on Monday with a change of the outgoing government's Knesset speaker. The swap of speakers will enable rapid voting on a whole slew of bills to rearrange and in some cases expand ministerial authorities as well as to cement appointments agreed upon by Likud and its coalition partners, steps that are vital for the expected new coalition to be sworn in and take office. So the steps are taking place. It's just taking place very, very slowly. And there isn't really that much to report on yet, perhaps this evening, when... There are these uh, pieces of legislation, excuse me, legislation, that's a hard word, 
when they're actually brought to the Knesset, you'll probably have a lot more news this evening. But again, it's taking a long time to form a government. M.K. Yariv Levin is being appointed temporarily to the Knesset speakership uh, in order to start this whole process. He's expected to take on a ministerial role once the government is sworn in. So I guess that means they'll find a new Knesset speaker, perhaps. But for now, it looks like he's going to be the Knesset speaker. But um, bottom line, still no government. And we got to talk about something, right? The, those now in the opposition, of course, using this time period to, as an opportunity to bash the incoming government, saying they're too right-wing, even though the government hasn't done anything yet because they haven't been formed. Uh, and maybe that's the real story here. Those who are not respecting Israeli democracy, if it doesn't fit their narrative, it doesn't fit who they voted for or their positions, maybe that's that should be the real story here, is those who do not respect the Israeli democracy. Of course, you have, unfortunately, you know, so many uh, around the world not respecting the choice of the Israeli people, including Jews, some Jews, not all, of course, uh, some Jewish leaders in America discussing, uh, I'm talking about the official Jewish leadership in certain cases, debating whether they will even recognize or have conversations or work with certain members of the upcoming Israeli government because they disagree with their politics, even though it may perhaps benefit them in the long term. But it remains to be seen what the so-called mainstream leadership decides to do. Again, I'm talking about Batal Smotrich and Itamar Ben-Gvir and the others who they are not happy with. You do have people who are happy. Um, you know, to, for me, if this means cracking down on terrorism and making Israel an even more safer place, and by the way, Israel is a very safe place, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but if it may, means even harsher uh, penalties for those who want to carry out terror attacks, if it means creating true and real deterrence against terror attacks, then I'm all for this new government. That's my opinion on them. Um, speaking of attacks against Jews. Here's our weekly, we haven't done this in a while actually, so I don't know if I can say weekly, but our usual weekly anti-Semitism report, the Jerusalem Post, says that a group of Jewish boys were chased by attackers firing a taser gun. This is in New York, in the Flatbush neighborhood of Brooklyn, and they were shouting, run Jews, get out of here. This was uh, reported by the local chapter of Shmirah, a Jewish public safety group they reported this yesterday on Sunday. The attack is under investigation by the New York Police Department and the Flatbush Shmirah chapter. So you here you have Jews in New York and Brooklyn told to get out of here, to get out of America. And of course, ironically, once the Jews come home to Israel, they tell us to go back to Poland, right? That's how the anti-Semites operate. But the thing is this, we're here in Israel and we're home to stay. So if you live in New York... You need to put these people in their place, those who are attacking Jewish kids on the streets of Brooklyn. And if you don't want this to be your reality, then come home to Israel. Because they may tell us to go back to Poland or to Brooklyn or wherever, but when we're here, we are home. And we're here to stay, whether they like that or not. So, Jews of New York, defend yourselves um, or come home to Israel, one or the other. And 
this reported by JNS, just to stress my point in terms of the safety of Israel, obviously we do have terrorist attacks here in this country, but according to this report here, this is again JNS, Israel is the fifth safest country in the world for tourists to visit, according to data on the 50 most popular tourist destinations. This is the Travel Safety Index, which was published earlier this month. According to data reviewed by the uh, swiftest analytics startup for its travel safety index, published again earlier this month, the top-ranked country was Singapore, followed by Denmark, Netherlands, and Switzerland, and then came Israel. Number five, the deadliest travel destination was South Africa. I've been to South Africa. It can be scary at times, and, um, you know, I am not going to... uh, discredit or dispute the findings here they say south africa is the the deadliest followed by india dominican republic uh, dominican republic mexico brazil cambodia philippines and saudi arabia and they have all these factors seven factors uh, uh, death by homicide traffic accidents hygiene all this other stuff you can look this up but so for those worried about coming to israel and people often ask is it dangerous is it safe there you have it and by the way, just let's remember, this is not an Israeli survey. This is a neutral party saying Israel is the fifth safest country in the world for travelers. So if you're thinking about a trip to Israel, uh, now's the time. It's safe here. The fifth safest, fifth, fifth safest country in the world, according to this report. And we'll finish um, on some other positive news here. You know, I'm going to say thank God this... This podcast this week is going to be shorter than than usual, um, which is a good sign. The less news, the better. Uh, Israel 21C. I love referring to Israel 21C. They publish all of the latest in um, contributions Israel is making to the world community on so many different levels and in so many different fields. There's a story in the field of medicine. The headline is, Devices that deliver injectable drugs Right at home, automated drug delivery is a critical star in the constellation of technologies enabling more people to get medical care outside of hospitals. So we're talking about uh, in, in drug injections, which can be done at home thanks to, okay, there's at least 30 Israeli technologies and companies which enable people who are in need of injections to avoid going to the hospitals. Uh, Many Israeli companies, it says here, support this trend with telehealth exam devices, and it lists them, Tidocare, Nanogen, Omnisense, uh, other companies that are involved in remote monitoring, Hermamed, all this other stuff, Cardiac Sense, Israeli companies, and exam devices, which can be done from home. Uh, according, again, I mentioned it before, the Israel Advanced Technology Industries lists 30 companies in the drug delivery sector. Those are 30 Israeli companies. Patches, pills, shots, infusions, all of this can be done at home. And there are 30 Israeli companies who are helping to do this. IV infusions, unbelievable. Devices that can deliver infusions at home or close to home. This reduces stress on patients, reduces costs, reduces the workload of chronically short-staffed hospitals. 
And these are Israeli companies who are doing this, Israeli technologies who are doing this, letting people be, uh, letting people stay home and receive the medical care they need, thanks to these 30 Israeli companies who are in the drug business, the drug drug delivery sector, it says here. And my message, of course, is you anti-Israel BDS haters. If you're in need of home medical care, and one of these 30 Israeli companies, they're the ones who could bring it to you, go to the hospital instead. Or just stay sick, stay at home. Don't get the care, don't get the IV you need, the medicine you need, the shots you need, because then you will be a hypocrite. And the anti-Israel BDS haters out there, we don't want you to be hypocrites. Stick to your guns. If it means, even if it means, by the way, hurting Arabs first, because that's what happens with BDS. The Arabs are the first ones to get hurt. But people don't care, because they hate Israel so much, they're willing, and even though they are fakers and phonies, and pretend that they care about the Arabs here, even if it means that you close factories like SodaStream and Mishor Adumim and make them, make them move to the Negev Desert and you put hundreds of PA Arabs out of work, they celebrate that as a victory. So don't be a hypocrite, BDS, anti-Israel hater. Don't, you, haters, plural, there are a lot of them, don't use any of these technologies, don't use this hospital at home uh, service or any of these services because then you will be absolute hypocrite and we wouldn't want that stick to your guns folks but if you love israel of course then you should use these services and you should spread the truth about israel in your communities about what israel is doing as a light unto the nations a beacon of hope and innovation and technology being utilized all over the world um, because that's what israel really truly is Um, and that's going to do it for today we'll end on that note Thanks so much. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. As I open the window here, I don't know if you can hear the sounds of honking and cars and construction and building and development and things taking place here in the beautiful city of Jerusalem. I can hear hear them outside the window just literally, literally just several steps from Jerusalem's Old City here on a beautiful Monday, the 12th of December, 2022, the 18th of Kislev, 5783. Next Monday is the first day of Hanukkah. We light candles Sunday night, so by the time we speak next Monday, please God, we will be celebrating the glorious holiday of Hanukkah and the victory by the Jews over those who wanted to destroy the spirit of Judaism during the times of the Second Temple. The Greek Syrians try to take away the Jewish religion and Jewish practices and the Maccabees, the few, defeated the many, and that is why we celebrate. And we held on to our traditions. It's really a holiday of celebrating our traditions and holding on to them. And not letting anyone impose their traditions upon us. That is what Hanukkah is all about. And of course, there was a military victory as well. We'll talk maybe next Monday more about that. Thanks again to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein, for everything she does behind the scenes here at the Land of Israel Network. Get in touch with me during the week, Josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, my website, joshhaston.com. Have a great week, everybody. Hanukkah Sameach. All the best. 
from the eternal capital, the state of Israel, the city of Jerusalem. Have a great week, everyone. Chanukah Sameach to all of our listeners. Let's keep our lights shining bright. Happy Hanukkah from the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. So let's be together. Let's light it up. Let's light that Hanukkah wherever we are and be part of a great light together.